Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm proud to be an American. We're at least I know I'm free. I don't know the rest of those lyrics. That's the only part I remember, too. Something about standing up. Proud to be American. <laughs> it's hard to not sing it like that. Proud to be. I'm me. I'm Kevin. You know, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. uh, we, this episode was my idea. Uh, it's pre- yesterday was President's Day. Yep. I thought let's do an episode where we discuss what we like about America. I did that. You decided <laughs> to argue with me. No, it wasn't really an argument. Yeah, was... just you know have a discussion yeah. because I like I said you'll hear this in the episode. I rarely hear people like you and I discussing what we like about America. We discuss a lot about what we like about American looking clothes, but right. not so much our actual country. And I. I make I try to make the case of what I still think is is uh, positive about where we live, and uh, yeah, we just get in a long uh, meandering discussion that goes to lots and lots and lots of places about yeah the state of our land. It kind of like the main theme as you're listening is what 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 is freedom and are yeah. we the freest? And because a lot of people are like America is the best country. Because of freedom, we're able to like do what we want. Where everyone's got a fair shake and all this stuff. And so, I play kind of devil's advocate and kind of argue that in some ways we're not as free as we'd like to think. And you know, certain countries have this and that, which you know, kind of make them freer. Things like education and healthcare and right. the way they like live life, as opposed to like live for work, which is what we do. So. We cover a lot of that. We kind of go off on, you know, tangents and stuff, but... We stick to politics mostly the whole time, though. Yeah. We didn't get distracted and start talking about pants. That's true. Now that I think about it, we didn't get distracted and talk about really anything yeah. except what we were talking about. Yeah, a random other yeah, thing. Which is... Yeah. I feel like that's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we splintered off, like, into different things, but all within that yeah, yeah. world, you know. We didn't start talking about Radiohead for <laughs> 12 minutes. Yeah. We had a little bit of music talk in there with pop little, music, yeah, but that was still all in the realm of, yeah, like, yeah. what happens if you had an arts program in school? Where yeah. could you, what could you be, what could you do? Right. It's all that. Um, yeah, and that was all in the spirit of, like, it's a three-day fucking weekend. Yeah. Did you know that Congress passed a law, like, decades ago... Mandating more three-day weekends. Really? Yeah. Those lazy fuckers. Isn't that cr- isn't that crazy? They love to go out of town. That's weird. I wonder if it was for like, yeah, for them or for the like American workforce needs more days off. Because uh, this is like 50, 60 years. Well, ago or you something. make a lot of money on th- you know it, it actually when a workforce takes the day off they also spend tons of money. That's true too. Most yeah. people on their day off don't just sit at home. They usually go they yeah. go someplace. Gas. Tourism, vacation, gas, food. Shit. Yeah, they go places. It fa- it actually makes barbecues. A lot of barbecues. Oh yeah. yeah, that's probably the meat industry. Oh, it's their going Super Bowl. Like, they had Labor Day hot dogs. Labor there's probably Day. four industries that like lobbied Congress like a few more three day weekends yeah. and we can up our profits here. The USDA was is big yeah. on three day weekends. Huge. Yeah. All right, um, let's plug some stuff. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna be in Brea with Ari. I think it's March like 11th and 12th, 12th okay. to the 14th or something. Brea, California. Brea, California. Is there uh, another Brea? I have no idea, but there okay. could be. Um, I this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, February 19th through 21st. I'm also with Ari Shafir at Parlor Live in Seattle, the downtown location. 
Uh, and then March 13th, 14th, La Jolla Comedy Store, Fahim Anwar and I. Um, and the following weekend in March, which is like 20-something, 1st and 2nd. Um, 2021st. 2021st and 2nd, actually. I'll be at the Tempe Improv uh, with Bobby Lee. And get tickets for all those things. Uh, NickYusef.com forward slash gigs. Um, yeah. Gigs. Gigs. <laughs> I'm gigging. Um, so I think that's that. And enjoy this episode. We love you. So I don't even really understand (laughs) (laughs) what this episode that you want to do is. Okay. Well, I was basically... You texted me. Yeah. You're like, let's do a pro-America. Yeah. Well, like, okay. it's very easy. It's very. E- it's just way easier to constantly complain about anything, really. But especially America. <laughs> we um, are like, it, like mm-hmm. you know, it's an easy. We're an easy target to shit on. America is an easy target as far as like countries. We're on to, top. We're on top. Yeah. Uh, we have. Uh, I guess still arguably the most power. So, yeah. I just thought, like, hey, military-wise, probably militarily, monetarily, sorta. So I, no, I mean, money-wise, we're still, you know, the biggest superpower, economically. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not as big as we once were. Yeah, but you know, a lot of the kind of shaky. Oh, definitely shaky. There's like a lot of debt. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of debt. Yeah, but we buy so much shit as a country. Yeah, we are that we're you know a huge consumer, so right. we still matter. We're still a big deal economically. So I was like, you know, I just and I'm not I'm not like a huge patriot, but it was more just the interest of like, you know, it is still one of the better places to live in the world. It's not you can't make the case like it's the best because when you look at like rankings of things, we fall we fall we fall down like we're, we're we can get low in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But so it is like, I just was like, there's still things about, um, I, it feels weird saying America, but there's still things about America. It's weird. Like that phrasing feels weird. Yeah. Like you almost feel, I feel weird talking like, like that. You're talking about like a girl you love. Or, yeah, you're, it about sounds, America. She's so beautiful. That's the thing. It sounds corny. It sounds corny. Yeah, to, it sounds like a Chevy commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a Chevy commercial. Yeah. Where you're like, here's what I love. And then in the background, like a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a, always a flag waving. Yeah, yeah. It sounds corny, but I th- I think I think it's really easy to take for granted the kind of uh, ability you have here in, in America versus other places. And I'm not even talking... It, I mean, you always kind of jump to like third world countries or countries that are really oppressed right to, to we're like oh it's so much harder there but yeah. i even noticed at least we're not living in the congo it's like well there's yeah. a lot of shit in between yeah yeah <laughs> but i even noticed it when i was in europe and it, uh, and especially because i was in scandinavia which all those countries are like oh it's so much better their life is better x y and z mm-hmm. uh, uh i just noticed almost like a a cultural oppression not oppression like less rights but just like a almost like a it's hard to even describe 
like an intellectual sense of what's capable that was different than you have in America. Where whether it is even you got to be more specific than that. Okay, I almost think one of the first things I, I I think I like about we're still a very young country, right? So. I found myself when I was in Scandinavia thinking, man, these people are burdened by so much history that like the notion of being able to do something great in a place like that is almost like lessened because you're surrounded by so much like greatness that was done so long in the past. And there's been so much more that like it seemed because so much things were so many things were taken care of or, or or more available there. It was like the notion of being of like standing out didn't seem as common. I don't think that has that much to do with like the the country's history and how old it is and how much has been done because those those things are so far in the past and like have no real application to the modern day. It would be like you know, th- th- like in China there were dynasties you know yeah. thousands of years ago. People wouldn't be like you know such greatness happened then or greece or italy i don't like, think they reference it like that i think it's more of like i know they're they much more like satisfied to be part of the whole well that, yeah i mean and it, that's what, that was my the, the next part of it was going to be it's less about like how old the country is and more about how the modern day governments are run they're not like they're not run like america where it's like it's very individual minded kind of every man for himself achieve the dream right. you can do it fight the fucking resistance and the, you know not not that kind of resistance but like uh fight adversity and like you know crawl your way to the top and that kind right. of shit those countries are all more often than not like socialist yeah where it's not about you no it's not about you getting rich it's not about yeah. your own personal needs it's about the many right you know? yeah so I think but that's I've why been, they're those kind. That's not like a new notion, though. They seem they, a lot of those countries have been like that for a long time, and they seem to be, or I noticed at least, they were much prouder of like their history than right. I find people here. Granted, I li- we live in L.A., which yeah. is you know it's a very different the you know it's a it's a different mindset here than probably other places in the country. Patriotism's not as cool here as it is probably in other places. Right. Ironic patriotism is cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, although I think LA specific, it gets pretty I think you know, it could probably get more in California it can get pretty. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, you go to just even if different parts of the country were like, you know, they still reenact civil war battles like yeah. that there's there I went to a civil war reenactment in Orange County. Yeah, I mean Orange County is like a good like a good um uh, slice of what the rest of america is like yeah like if you're just like oh living in la is not real which it's not like a real part of america uh a representative of like you just go to orange county and you're like that's like a suburb in anywhereville usa yeah yeah but yeah so it's not even yeah. surprising that they had no yeah a reenactment down there yeah. there's a bunch of guys yelling down with the union felt weird <laughs> that is weird <laughs> yeah, but i feel like countries like that like i mean sure they'll focus more on their history as a whole and that kind of thing because they're not as busy worrying about themselves and how to like, you know. Yeah, but I just noticed it was less about like, hey, it was less about you, you got, I get the sense that you got le- to be less of an individual there. It was more just like, oh, I'm a Scandinavian. I'm, mm-hmm. we're Scandinavian. I do this because I'm Scandinavian. And it, they were much more attached their own behaviors to right. their country. Whereas I don't know what it is to act like an American. I mean, I could, you can, I, I know what other countries think it is to act like an American. Oh, yeah. We're loud and aggressive list. and violent and fat right. and dumb. 
but like actual here we live here but like it's like what is it to act like an american the the kind of notion is you can kind of do you can still and it okay it's definitely lessened <laughs> you we are i would say you can still kind of do whatever you want here you really kind of can yeah there's a lot of places where you can still do whatever you want for the most part like define whatever you want what do you mean i mean like for like uh as far as like maybe what you want to do in your career uh-huh. or how you want to express yourself or how you want to behave you know within the laws there's still it's still a pretty we're still f- i think one of the freer countries on the planet right and i think because and i think the re- you almost notice that in the way we're always criticizing the living shit out of ourselves in that we're all our press is always like saying how kind of much we're blowing it and that to me it's a pretty that's a so byproduct we're free I mean, that's just like one way to live free is to be able to say things. Yeah, know? but you don't. I mean, I think we take that a little bit for granted. It's it's not as prevalent in other places. Yeah, I mean, you don't really hear a lot about you know in socialist countries people being like jailed for expressing their thoughts. Like the, a lot of those countries, you think about like, oh, socialism is not as free because it's you don't have as many individual rights, but like. A lot of those countries have freedom of expression. No, they do. And I think you and I, are, for some reason, we're focusing on socialist countries, which... Because I'm, not, I'm like, avoiding talking about, like, like severely oppressed third world countries, because right. that difference is so vast. It's like, you can't be like, yeah, America versus, like, you know, Iran or Syria or, yeah. like, Libya or, you know, Egypt, depending on when. You know, it's like, th- that difference is so huge, it's like, you can't really sit there and go... Well, America's way better than, you know, Rwanda or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, obviously. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the next closest thing would be like the countries that like are close enough to us, but people, because a lot of like, you hear a lot of conservatives like worry that America's becoming socialist. They never worry that we're going to become like, you know, ruled by a fanatical despot or something right, like that. Yeah. It's always like, what if we become socialist? And yeah. a part of it is like, there's a lot of things that aren't that bad about socialism. Yeah. You know, but it like, seems to be the notion of their worry is our economy will become more like Europe. Yeah. I, 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 I see a lot of that where it's like they're really worried. And that I think is just like, well, if that happens, our taxes will go up by like 12% or something. Yeah. Like, because that, you know, your taxes are much higher in European countries that aren't necessarily yeah. socialist. Like, England's not a socialist country, France isn't a socialist country. But the taxes there are higher just because I think the service, you, there are more like services, I guess. Yeah, that like align more with a socialist like government. Yeah. Like, you know, healthcare and education and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, that's why conservatives here worry that like America's going to become socialist and we're going to have to pay out of pocket for so and so's healthcare and so and so's education. Yeah. And, and some of them even want to go e- even further and they want to privatize literally everything yeah they want to privatize like military services and jails and schools and hospitals and all that and like so that's like i mean that's why i keep making that comparison like european like socialist countries yeah instead of like you know third world nightmares (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think it is but i think they're it is freer in almost in the sense that because i noticed that things you know things swing back and forth if you look at like the how you look at america as a whole like we're kind of swinging and it's not awesome we're kind of swinging back towards 
less workers' rights. Mm-hmm. Unions are less powerful than they once were. There was it like uh, that's a big thing for people that want people want like rich people want businesses to have tons and tons of freedom, and they, so they're doing things to like make you know basically let business run wild so they can the notion is that if business is allowed to make tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of money uh-huh. everyone will be rich but that's sort of not how it works it doesn't tend to trickle down anymore and the wealth is getting more like centralized in a small group but the fact that we even know that i think is to a certain degree different than in other countries and like i noticed the awareness our awareness of what's going wrong with our country I think it's pretty fast and we like start to, we start to criticize when things are going wrong relatively quickly now. And we've versus spe- one, I would say versus one or like in the, uh, I think if you even go back like a hundred years, mm-hmm. we had slavery for a really long time before we started to fix it. You right. know, they had civil, like uh, people had less rights for a really long time before they started to fix it. And I, I just feel like things now with everything speeding up are, kind of awareness of when things are shitty is speeding up too which right. leads to it changing fast also or faster not fast yeah i mean yeah because you know the first hundred whatever years we were like at war with other countries and our we were like forming a nation yeah and so, yeah and then you know a lot of other countries at least to our awareness had slaves and things so it wasn't like this you know weird thing for yeah. like america to have slaves and it's just like other countries did that. They were like tyrants and rulers, yeah. you know. But yeah, so like you figure those things out kind of slowly. But like by the 50s or 60s, when civil rights was like becoming, the, it's like, okay, like what the fuck? We're yeah. falling behind now. We can't, you know. And to be, I mean, that's still, that shit took a long time. Yeah, it took longer. Even And like it's still, women's I mean. Women's rights. It's, yeah, it's still. It took a little while. There, if you look at when like some of those laws were actually taken at like it took like way longer than even past the civil rights and it's still it's still sort of a mess yeah but i f- i think the i think as a country we st- we change pretty fast i mean yeah no because like look at like, every time you go like we've learned from our mistakes there's still other things that like you don't think are problems now Mm -hmm. but then you look back five years like the gay rights thing is like big now yeah but that's been an issue since the fucking 80s 90s yeah like when aids blew up and people were like blaming gay people they're like they thought it was a gay disease right but a lot of people didn't think twice they just were like yeah probably is i don't know those people are you know immoral fucking depraved whatever individuals they had all these notions and then even like into the 90s and early 2000s, gay rights were kind of talked about, but the idea of like letting them get married and all that stuff was like, that would be crazy. Why? Yeah. That's for men and women. It's not, it wasn't up until like a couple of years ago that things were starting to change. But like, I mean, if you think about human rights and how much we were supposed to have learned yeah. since like the turn of the 20th century... In a lot of ways, we're still so behind. Like the way women are treated and the way gays are treated. Those are like two examples of humans. Are they? <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> sort of. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, like things change 
I guess, I mean, faster technically than if you want to use women's rights and, sl- and, and gay rights compared to slavery. It's like, oh, yeah, way faster. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have to fight a civil war to like... <laughs> no, but like that's the thing. So like we're having this discussion and mm-hmm. I almost think it's like... While you're what you're all of what you're saying is true, yeah, it is happening faster, and sure. we almost like as a country we're so we're so quick to be like, yeah, but it took too fucking long, and you're right, yeah, but it is also happening faster, faster, yeah, compared to our our compared own to history. our own history. But here's the problem: we're not the only country in the world. We're not. So if you look at other countries and their records with women's rights and gay rights and how many like minorities in office and women yeah. like prime ministers and presidents, we're also still behind. We are, but we also as a country, because we're, I guess, you know, a superpower, we get held to a much larger like standard on a world level. We don't fuck Americans don't give a shit what Germany's doing. We don't like get mad at them or be like, hey, what's we uh, other countries love to discuss what America's doing wrong mm-hmm. in a way that like we don't do that to other countries necessarily in the same way. It's not as big a part of our so, culture. So we're constantly being like that's, cri- a, that's our, a problem too though that it's not a part of our culture to be aware of or care about what's going on in other countries. But it's also a product of of as a citizen of this country being more self-determinist where we get you get to be more self-absorbed here and just be more worried about your own life and your own pursuits to where you know this notion like oh you should be a world citizen and care about what's going on in the world you absolutely should but because here you're able to do what you want more often it's just it's like less time to be concerned with what other people are doing yeah that's also bad it is and it isn't it's also good I mean, it's good because you're allowed to do. You're allowed to well, be yeah. selfish. Okay, but being selfish, not I don't. Being selfish doesn't isn't necessarily. It's easy to like paint it as only a a, a negative thing. Uh-huh. If you're doing something interesting or doing something good, being like being more. I, I think it's being more self determinist than the idea of like being selfish. You can decide to do whatever you want here. I think easier than other places. And so it makes it so you seem more selfish and self-centered. But if you're doing something that, like, matters, I think it's good that you're able to, like, focus on that more here. Because you have more of an opportunity to be successful doing that. Yeah, I mean... You can be more successful being an individual here than I think in a lot of other places. As far as, like, getting rich. I don't necessarily mean it's, like... it. I don't necessarily... Because, again, like, you look at a lot of other... You can, I think you can, rich, yes, rich and famous, yes, but also having like your own small business to me is like the same kind of like individual pursuit Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily get rich, but you're just allowed to be your own boss and do your own thing. And you can kind of do that here. You can like make your own way and make your own things and it doesn't necessarily get you like rich and famous, but you can have that be your living. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean... On paper, yeah, you're you can like look at it like if you're at two two different starting points. Like I'm starting in America, or I'm starting in like you know Sweden or Finland or wherever. Like you can go. I have way more potential opportunity. I can do whatever I want. Like I can start a business tomorrow, or I can whatever. Right. But like you have that, you know, freedom to do that. And I don't 
honestly know in a lot of European countries how it works if you can just be like, I'm going to start a business. I think you probably can. I don't. Right. It might be a little more different as far as like, you know, tax codes and how difficult it is. Yeah, getting how many, a loan, things how like that. How many rules, you know, go into like ownership type stuff. Right. Um, I'm sure you, I mean, there's plenty of business owners, obviously. Yeah. But like, I think uh, on paper, it's it, you, it sounds like you are freer, but like, you got to think of how much there is working against you and how, how like our country's really good about saying like, no, but that's part of the struggle is like, you got to fight adversity. Anyone can make it. And they always give you a list of like five or six people that like they started in severe poverty and they were able to fight through. But that's like one of the, the things that I think in this country makes us less free than a lot of other countries. The fact that like, we don't have access to things like education and healthcare, like quality education and healthcare, that prevents a lot of people that aren't born into privilege from being able to even achieve things like the kind of success you said, like fame and fortune and you know owning a business and making it on your own. Right. Like we all start off like you know, people say like it's great that in America we all start off like we're able, we're all on the same level. We can do anything we want. Nothing's going to stop us. But like there is so much built into the system that is stopping you from the get-go. It's not by law. There's no government officials or law saying like you can't do this. But if you're a poor minority, like you're not starting on the same level no. as middle-class white guy or upper-class white guy. You're not like in a lot of ways, as free. Like, you're dropped into this free country, but there's so much working against you that, like, the things that limit you, like, in an impoverished third-world country ruled by, like, some tyrant are, like, a tyrant's laws that are, like, they usually pick out a minority group that they hate, and they go, these people are not allowed to run for office, and they're not allowed to use these bathrooms and all this stuff. But here, it's, like, the, the money that prevents you, that makes you less free. Yeah, no, you're so like right. In, in those socialist countries, for example, they 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 don't necessarily have that like individual thing where I can say and do what I want and like start my I'm like I'm way freer and I can be more self-important, but they are freer in that like education and things like healthcare are not a worry for them really. It so seems they, like they can grow up and not really even need to be have that desire to be like I need to make it on my own. It seems like in other places where it's, you know, like not third world places, they start at a more, like, they start at a fairer place. But the ceiling of achievement's a little lower, or is lower. Right, like, yeah, you can't, like, you you can't become a Warren Buffett in, in countries like that. Yeah, whereas now, you are right in that... But that's the illusion of American freedom, I think, is that they tell you like, hey, in, in a lot of these socialist and communist countries, you can't become Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or any of these other guys. But like in reality, most people are never, ever, ever going to become that guy. No, they're not. But the, the fact, it's like the horse, uh, it's like the carrot dangling carrot in front of a horse. Yeah. Like you're like, if I keep chasing that thing, I'm going to get it. But like you're not, so it's like that illusion is there to make you think like, well, 
that's fine. I'd rather live here because one day I can become Warren Buffett. But like the amount of things that are working against you, like from the moment you enter kindergarten, you're kind of like you're led down this path to never ever you're you're led down a path to become the guy that helps Warren Buffett stay rich. To a certain degree, to a certain extent, you're absolutely right. There are tons and tons and tons and tons of impediments in the way of disenfranchised people achieving anything. Yeah. I wonder, though, if you and I notice that that seems to be a large problem that's centralized, or I think more centralized to like large cities uh-huh. where there's like huge populations. I know it's LA has really shitty public schools. Oh yeah, and California. The whole state. California does sucks. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's true in every place, though. Yeah, I think like I mean I know Mississippi. I remember hearing. Yeah, was, there are places in the poor poor states have shittier public schools. I think they were like I think Mississippi at one point was like a notch above California. Right. As far no, as California is which you're like how the fuck California as far as well it's crazy. You forget how huge California is geographically. So, yeah, it's like three states. Yeah, we always think it's like, wow, LA has so much money. And like anytime there's shit tons of people, there's like huge population. Yeah. The school, it's just overcrowding and the money is dispersed wrong. Yeah. It's just dispersed poorly. But I wonder the fact that we're so aware, we've become aware of income inequality. It's more, it's much more talked about now than it has been. The fact that the awareness of it is is large now, and that of, you ha- of what is income inequality, um, the awareness of it's 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 a fucking commonly talked about thing now. I mean, I think it's it's always been a topic of discussion. Because yeah, but I I think I mean the president mentioned it in the State of the Union, right? Which most I mean I don't think that's a thing that it's being talked about more. Even the, the way you, I notice it is it's being talked about by like senators. Which means it's popular enough for them to talk about that they can get votes saying it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So they're willing to actually fight against these mammoth banking things, but they're not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win against money. No politician is never going to win against money. What I think they're trying to do is like get them to be incrementally less shockingly evil. Right. So the fact is, the fact that. The, any kind of elected official is able to use the the issue of income inequality to help them get votes and get elected to me speaks to like the level of awareness being high enough to where it's sort of possible that it will maybe swing back to not being quite as shitty what do you mean who who are these elizabeth warren she's a huge one right and she's really famous right now to the fact to the point where they wanted her you know she's constantly being talked about as running for president yeah yeah. she said she's not going to but she basically got elected in shitting on banks right that was like her she was like an she's an anti more or less an anti-bank politician yeah i mean that's like i mean that that specific topic of income and inequality like that makes sense for a politician to go after because like for the last four or five years everyone hates the banks yeah and for good reason yeah like they're part of the reason the economy fell apart but th- there's always like something when like when reagan held office everyone was against you know like supreme wealth and trickle down economics like afterwards, afterwards you know they're like yeah. no when clinton was in office 
everyone spoke out against all the things that, you know, he did that were not necessarily the greatest decisions. But then, you know, later on, when you look back, or when Bush was, the first Bush was president, um, everyone was totally for war when it was happening. Right. But then later on, those senators who were moving, trying to move up and or trying to run for president, they would speak out against war and how awful right. that ended up being and lives lost and all that stuff. So it's like whatever, whoever the enemy is, like they're, you know, those politicians are going to speak out against that. Yeah. But like income inequality has like always kind of been... I it, It's always been a problem, but it I... It just kn- takes shape in like different ways. But I think, and it sounds... It's hard because it it's fucking hard to gauge. I have a hard time gauging how accurate my cynicism is, right? Versus the like reality, because I don't know. It's oh, it's impossible. When I was like, I mean, I'll talk about the you know Neil and I were talking. He's like, yeah, the it's the crime is lower than it's ever been. Yeah, like it's a safer country. It's safer than it's ever. L.A. is safer than it's ever been. And so it, but it's easy to be like everything's so awful. The government is trying to fuck us, uh-huh. which and I, the government isn't. Tr- okay, it's not the government that's trying to fuck us. Business is trying to fuck us, and business is currently in more control of the government than they have been. Probably, probably, maybe ever. Sixty. Oh no, in the tw- you got it in the I teens. S- early government business was really. Well, I'd say know, like the late nineteenth century into the early. 20th century yeah. that was like or maybe even even early like this the 1870s or 80s there were people there were like three dudes that ran america yeah yeah, yeah yeah and that's i mean you had people were like all oh, the wealth is centralized but like when hearst owned like almost every single newspaper yeah. and carnegie yeah and, yeah guys like that there, i mean when when you were like when they adjust their wealth for current day wealth it's like they'd be worth in the trillions yeah that's when like all you know antitrust laws and all yeah. these like monopoly things where we're like oh wait we can't have four guys like yeah whoever runs railroad steel and the media yeah. like three literally three humans yeah but it's now it's like not it's not that much better because now it's just like you know 10 guys or like you know it's when you look at who runs the media it's like there's three companies basically yeah that control all of the media but they're branched off into so many different like you could be watching mtv and think like i'm getting my news yeah but when you when you follow the snake all the way up it's it's one company in a weird way i was thinking about this where the lar greed like that kind of greed almost accidentally creates an like an accidental freedom within those companies where they're 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 so big they almost can't regulate themselves they become so like i noticed that msnbc was shitting on brian williams Uh who's an nbc employee and like i'm sure that pissed off several people at a different level of the company that's a different branch but they all have like the company's so huge they don't they kind of have the same boss but not really there's like 40 bosses and it's like the head of nbc isn't going to call rachel maddow and be like hey stop it dickhead or the head of it's not the head of nbc it's the head of whatever the parent company is is it comcast of it's NBC universal is uh but who owns Universal? Who bought them? Maybe it was Comcast. It might be Comcast. Or like I noticed that we're like someone within Fox News was shitting on Bill O'Reilly. 
Yeah. And like almost that, it, they're almost so big now. They're, they almost have gotten so popular, they're allowed to now shit on each other. Well, I mean, for those little things, yeah. Like they can have little like bickering and yeah. stuff. But like, I'm that used to be a thing that just didn't really happen though. Like you would never like because well, there was only ever like four news outlets. Yeah, but Fox before Fox was it because Fox is so popular numbers right. wise. Fox is way bigger than anyone else. Yeah. So in a weird way, it's like they're so big, they don't have to like be friends anymore. It's, they don't have to be a team because yeah. they're so successful. They're allowed to like be each each like person or each show is allowed to be its own brand because they're fucking successful they're not going anywhere so right. it's not like hey we're all in this together we're battling msnbc it's like well they kick the shit out of them mm. so hard and in a weird way like msnbc is so low in the ratings like well we can shit on our parent company because like, what are they going to do we're not like our voice isn't so huge and we have to maintain our credibility by right. saying this brian williams lying thing sure yeah i mean but like what I'm saying as far as like it controlling information and things like that is like there there are issues and problems and topics that don't even get mentioned and that is, comes from like they don't get mentioned by huge the huge agencies but don't you notice that most things now get covered by at least something and some of these smaller things almost like anonymous now have a tendency because they've gotten so big because you're right People like you have become... Fr- you don't watch fucking mainstream news. There's no way. No. Yeah. So you go to other places to get your news. And so many people are doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That these tiny things that were just these tiny like internet things. Now that information is making its way into the news. Like you saw that with the way people will film protests now. Yeah, they'll force it into the news. Yeah, yeah they'll the literally news. force sure, it into yeah, the news. Sure, yeah. I mean, news. in that sense, like it's... I mean, you you can't even like you really use the internet because that's not tied to any one government unless it's like you're in North Korea or China who don't allow it. Yeah, in other internet. countries they'll just shut down the internet when yeah. something's happening. But when you're watching like TV or like reading the paper, it's like you're given information. You think yeah. like, oh, this is the news, and these journalists are reporting everything that's going on in the world, but like they're only reporting certain things. Yeah, but I think a lot of people know that now. And I think that's different than it once was. Whereas people yeah. used to really, more, yeah, people more. used to genuinely trust like four papers. Yeah. And like there was that in the 1950s, like the second most, the, the most trusted person was Walter Cronkite or yeah. something. Maybe, was it him or someone else? Or, it was or, Walter Cronkite. It was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it's like now that is not at all the case. We're like, you look, we all know you have a boss and we all know, like no yeah. one, well, I don't know. I wonder if the people. I feel like even the people that are watching Fox News are like, Rupert Murdoch is not going to let people, you know, they know who the boss is and they know that you're only allowed to say certain things. So the awareness of that is increased. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the interests of the company that's that, that owns the media outlets. Yeah. And then in, 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 even within that, it's like the people that are advertising on those networks have some sort of say in what is going to be covered and not yeah i think people have a better sense of that m- everything's based on money so when you're being told something you're like we'll follow it's that you know from jfk it's like we'll follow the money yeah Who's, what are you selling with i mean this? we like you know we know that but there are like so many people who never even like think or question like it's it comes down to like questioning where information is from a lot of people would never even question their own government because to them, it's like, 
why would our government ever deceive us? Like yeah. I was never even raised. It's like it's almost like, well, what if there's no God? If you tell that to someone who grew up in a small, say, southern or midwestern town, went to church every weekend, never really went to school with any atheists or agnostics or anything like that, they would never even like, well, why wouldn't there be a God? Some yeah. people think of that in the same sense as like, why would my government lie to me? Like, why would they say one thing and not mean it? Right. Why wouldn't there be weapons in Iraq? Why would why would we not invade this country? We're here to help. Right. Like it's they have that specific outlook. I mean, there's still like so many people that think that way. I wonder if I don't disagree with you. There are tons of people that think that way, but we also in media because of the way media works now, you only hear you basically only hear extreme views a lot of the time. Yeah, because they're the most shocking, and they get the most like when you look at the way. Lots of the we're kind of a middle. We're, most of the country falls kind of in the middle, but you only yeah. on if you turn on the TV, you rarely see like a, a a centrist. It's always like a whack job on either side. Yeah, which sucks. The centrists because they're the centrists are boring. They're I know. Like, I, I that's why I stopped. I had to. I stopped watching. I probably would. I would just turn on MSNBC and leave it on. Oh, when I had cable, same thing. Yeah, it would but, just be always on. But I can't. I stopped being able to watch it because it's it, not real. It just felt like it felt like they they decided what they decided to talk about on a daily basis was well let's just be the polar opposite of everything Fox News is saying. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ratings tool, and like, they would just tackle like these hot button issues that have absolutely no bearing on like yeah. they'd cover things like. You know, abortion, that's, like, always been a huge hot-button thing because it ties into, like, religion. Yeah. So anytime there's an election, they'd spend so much time talking about stuff like that. You're like, this has nothing to do yeah. with anything. It's the byproduct of having to do an hour of TV every day. Yeah, and filling, yeah, 24 hours. They just have to fill fucking 24 hours. Where I just never found myself listening to anyone I believed or trusted. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that. I mean to go back to where we were originally started with, like ha- what it is to start somewhere and be free. Yeah, like we have technically all those options. You know, it's if someone asked me, like, well, would you if you went back, would you rather grow up here or China or you know wherever? I'm like, I'm gonna pick here. Would you pick any other? But if you could pick like Scandinavia or all the countries where you you know. You're kind of maintaining that they have it. They start off fairer. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've never been to any of those countries. Like, I don't really know people that have, like, spent a long time there. But, like, I really couldn't see myself being bummed out if I grew up in England or somewhere like that. Or, like, Paris or parts of Spain. I've never heard a negative I mean, I have. Thing. The, the, the complaint in England is the class system's still pretty intact. And also, you can't... You can, it's very hard to buy shit in England because, uh-huh. like, the state owns, especially in around London, the state owns tons and tons and tons and tons of land. Right. Like, buying a house is not a thing you can... It's not the same thing. Yeah. Also, your taxes are through the fucking roof. But they, uh, they, there's a lot of complaints about the class system is still kind of secretly intact right. there. That it's not as upwardly... It's almost like politically liberal but as far as what you're actually it's very very hard to get rich there's still those like weird lords and shit that like have they still get like access to there's just like an amount of wealth they get 
Right, right. From like the government, like it's you know weird. It's different, and the voting there is different too. That's the, I'm not, not exactly how it worked, but it's a little. The voting is not quite the same. And that's the complaints I th- that I've heard about England. Yeah. So it's not, I mean it's not completely ideal. No, no. Look, there's no such thing. Yeah. As ideal. That, but I think the there, fact there's a Winston Churchill quote that said, "Is either democracy or capitalism? Yeah, democracy is, is the worst, is the worst form, form of, of government, government except, except for, every for all other the others." Yeah. Yeah. So it's like even the best thing we have is not that great. So there's no like. You can't pick a place where it's like, well, that's the ideal one. It's just kind of like, I guess it would boil down to like what would suit you best or something yeah. like that. But like, I don't know. It's like you, would, you wouldn't really know the difference either. If you like, if, if you went back in time and took you and put you in like England and you grew up there, you would be, especially if you, you know, didn't grow up severely impoverished or something, you would be like, yeah, things were fine. I got an education. But don't you notice healthy. The, the sheer number of people that want to immigrate here? Don't you think that speaks to the level of uh, freedom and attractiveness of this particular country? Um, dude, we don't know tons of people that are like, dude, if I could just move to England, I'd do whatever, you know, and then I could really do it. I mean, I know, I know people that would want to live somewhere else. Do you think that's more of just like, but that's not, I don't get the sense that that's because of like opportunity. It's just like, I want to have a different, I want to have an experience. That's always like kind of, when people I know say that stuff, it's like, it's more just experience based. They're like, I just want to try living somewhere else. They're not like, well, if I could just get to England, I could do this. No, no, I mean like adults that are not about like exploring. They're just like, I want to go live. Yeah. Like, because they, they, they like certain aspects of like the lifestyle and culture where everyone's not, like in parts of Spain and France, yeah, everyone's like, not obsessed with working 80 right. or 90 hours a week. They're more about enjoying life as opposed to living for work. Right, you know, and that's a huge difference among like us and Europe. And do you think we have that sense about living for work here because it's so expensive where we live? No, because people. That's that's just a part of like our culture. Because since we are an individual kind of based culture, it's like you get up, you work hard, you make your money, you try and get rich or whatever. You know, you buy a house, you start a business. All those things involve so much work because no one is supposed to really be helping you you're supposed to be doing it on your own you're not getting help from the government there's no hey don't worry man don't worry about work we took care of your education you don't have to pay for it you don't have to work two jobs and go to school and then you don't have to work even harder after to pay off all that school debt which is higher than ever now right so you have to work all those hours in order to stay out of debt or pay all that debt off as where in like countries like that, you can live life a little more because you're not. It's like yeah, our taxes are higher, but I'm not working ninety hours a week. I can enjoy so many other things in life that I'm. It's worth the tax dollars because I'm not like buried under paperwork or in an office. I never get to see my wife and my kids, and you know this. A lot of those are the problems that would come with that. So you're like, that's another example of like you're freer, but in so many ways. You're not because you're, you're like, I can do whatever I want, but you end up spending 30 or 40 years of your life working to pay off debts and like the debts in like a sense are sh- the shackles. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not laws, but they're like, you're tied to them. You're tied to your credit card debts. You're tied to your school debts. You're tied to like 
all these things. Do you think, though, that those debts are... Com- you don't necessarily have to rack them up. No, no, no one, no one does. No I one mean, is we like, get tricked into doing it because we're such a consumerist exactly. nation, but the people doing it, you don't have to do You don't have to get tricked. You don't have to get tricked into going into debt. But the fact that so many people are, it, you almost have to ask yourself, like, are we being raised to do this or are we all just that stupid? I don't want to believe America's that dumb. It's. A, I think it's a. I think it's like. I think it's, it's conditioning. A, it's. It is. It's totally. You're right. There is a certain level of conditioning. And I don't say that in a conspiratorial. No, that, no, no. That's yeah. kind of like you know. No, for we for some reason we as a country glorify material shit because it's part of being an individual. That's yeah. how you express. Yeah. Your individual. Hey, that individual made it because he's wearing that Rolex. Yeah. He's got the fucking fancy X, y, car. And Z, yeah. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. But I mean, so we work even harder to prove how successful of an individual we are. I'm super consumerist. You know this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I don't do it so much anymore. I I've gotten like a little better. Yeah. But I routinely ha- in my life have sought to make myself feel better by buying things. Yeah, dude, everybody <laughs> does it. So, but that's also my fault. Yeah. And I don't necessarily I know, like, I've been aware I've been doing it the entire time. It's totally yeah. my fault. It's your fault and my fault as as adults now. Yeah. It is. But when we're younger, you're not, you're not paying attention. You don't know that it's like, that's not the real road to happiness. Because when you're younger, it's like, you go to school and all the kids have Air Jordans and you don't. So you're like, fuck, and everyone's, wow, cool shoes. So you're like, okay, I need those. And then you go home and you watch TV, and then there's commercials for all these things you have to get. Right. You read a magazine, and there's ads in there where like someone is looking beautiful because they're wearing this Calvin Klein shirt or underwear or whatever. So it's just these messages that are constantly being like sent into your brain since you were a kid. Your parents are probably doing it too. They're buying cool shit. Wow, that's making mom and dad happy because they got this thing that they've been saving up for. Right. So it's just you know little messages are constantly being sent to you. My parents didn't buy any cool shit. All of that came from TV for me. Yeah. My, my parents were pretty dull <laughs> as far as like liking stuff. Like their taste, they don't neither one of them had any sort of luxury taste at all. Yeah. I kind I think I got all of my notions of that from media from yeah, TV, me too. but which is a I guess a byproduct of having two working parents. Yeah. So I was home alone watching TV most all of my young life yeah i mean i got like a little bit of uh um we gotta change the battery let's pause um so my parents didn't really weren't didn't get shit either yeah we couldn't but they wanted stuff i remember wanting stuff and not getting it yeah (laughs) And not like, okay, I got like a bike, you know, like I got, like I yeah. didn't, I got like, I would say the normal things a kid gets. Yeah, basic human necessities, yeah, bike, <laughs> skateboard. <laughs> but like, I couldn't, I couldn't have Air Jordans, that was never going to happen. Yeah. I couldn't have, I had to get like, if I wanted like expensive sneakers, mm-hmm. I, they had to be for my birthday. Right, yeah, yeah. But I definitely, I definitely cared about that shit a lot. Yeah. But I noticed... 
I noticed that's what disenfranchised countries seem to like envy about America is just our economic that the people get to buy whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them look at that as if like the second you get to America, you're going to start doing that. But yeah. like, I mean, look at us, and we're not even bad, really bad cases. We grew up wanting all those things that probably the third world kid or whoever else was like, if you live in America, you can get all this shit. But like, we grew up in America and we didn't get all that shit. We just grew up wanting it. Yeah. And then you like get to where, I mean, I don't know. Like you get to when a lot of people are like, I didn't get all this shit when I was a kid, so I'm going to like work to get it all when I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. And then when you're an adult, like I remember when I got my first pair of Air Jordans, Mm -hmm. my very first pair ever, (laughs) I was like 23 or four or something. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can finally get Air Jordans. (laughs) And I got them and they were like super cool. And then after a few months, they were just shoes. I want a pair still. I I want a pair right now. You've never had a pair? I know I've had one pair. I got Jordan 3s. Mm hmm. And I loved them, but I didn't wear them that much just because they didn't. It's one of those like things where I liked the shoe, but the shoe didn't fit the rest of my clothes or right. my body right. Yeah. They're too puffy. Yeah. My pants wouldn't fit over the top. <laughs> so they, I wasn't going to do the thing where you tuck your jeans into your sneakers. Yeah. That was not going to be my shit. That's so funny. I basically never wore them. Mm-hmm. I gave them to somebody. But they were rad. They're, they're, they're my favorite Air Jordan. They're the Jordan 3s. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite ones are the black Jordan 3s. And I they, they weren't out, so I got the white ones. Yeah. But like I still <laughs> I still they have a new Air Jordan one out right now, Blake Griffin edition. I want the fucking shit out of it. Wait, there's a Blake Griffin edition Jordan. Yeah, because he his shoe sponsor is is Jordan's brand of Nike. Oh god. He it, doesn't okay. his shoe sponsor isn't technically Nike, it's the Jordan brand. Wow. Which is I guess a, like a lesser it's one thing, if you have your own shoe with Nike, you make way more money than if you're on the Jordan brand. Okay. So Blake's on the Jordan brand. But, dude, the Air Jordan is dope. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. But I like, want one super hard. Imagine, like, growing up wanting all that, like, being consumed with consuming. It's because that's, in, in our country, you can be more of an individual, and so there's, you, in, we're, we're, like, almost hungry for more ways to express that individuality yeah so it's like well i can't just do it by what i say i but i can do it by like these millions of available clothing options and ways to do things yeah that are that none of them though ever end up being enough no so it's like you're i don't know but they do i would say they do foster a certain level of like taste and awareness whereas like as a like you know designers and artists they'll talk about like how the sneakers they were geeked on, you know, go if you went to Nike and, and went to the shoe design department and were like, do you want to talk about what sneakers you loved? These guys would freak out. Yeah. So that, I mean, it is, some of that consumerism does does actually end up fostering what you end up doing in your life. You know, that kind of like what you end up can maybe doing as a job. Like if you loved, if you loved music videos and you got you into photography and you end up being a photographer, if you loved you know, you can't right. express yourself so much, e- not easier, but you can express yourself so much in this country that it can turn into the thing you end up doing as a job, which I think is cool. And I don't know that yeah. that's as prevalent you, in other places. I mean, you're, if anything, like discouraged from that kind of like going down that path where it's like you can be influenced by the stuff and turn it into some cool creative job. But like, you know, 
from every single angle, you're told like that's not a stable, safe, smart career path. And like the arts funding in schools is terrible. Like you're not really like encouraged to get into the into the creative arts in America. You're like you leave school, you leave high school, you go to college, you get a degree and you get a steady job and you enter the workforce. I will say, can I say this about arts education? Yeah. As an arts well, yeah, you went to an art school, so yeah. yes, you can. <laughs> there was very little, I don't remember there being any, There was. you could take art, you could take an art class in junior high. Mm-hmm. I took two. Okay. Do you have Mrs. Barr? No, I had Miss Green. I don't remember her. Yeah, she was um, crazy. So there was an art class. It wasn't good. Yeah. I I don't know that, here's the thing, most people aren't artists. Right. Most people aren't going to be artists. Most mm-hmm. people aren't going to be musicians. Right. So while you're absolutely right, there should be more arts, education, whatever. Actual artists and actual musicians are going to sort of become them anyways. Okay. They really are. I'm genuine. Like, okay, when I was teaching art, my grandmother's neighbor was like, they were like, hey, can you look at our daughter's drawings? Mm. And I was like, yeah, let me check them out. She was at the time, I believe, 11. They were shockingly good. Right. I was like, holy shit. And they were like, what do we do? What do we do? I was like, you don't have to do anything. I go, buy her art supplies and leave her the fuck alone. I go, she's going to be an artist. You won't be able to stop her. This notion, I think the problem is, and I'm not saying we should have less arts education and the state of it is right. Yeah. But the idea that you're going to put something, things that take talent, I don't care how... You're not take, you can't take an untalented person and just give them an art, enough art classes for them to be a talented artist or musician. That's not the way that fucking works. There's so many examples of that, though, that there are people that are marginally talented, but they figured out how to take that and but be But that's successful. the stuff you fucking hate. That's the stuff I hate. Yeah. But there's a lot of people. But you that, have good taste in music. And you can't and you can say, like, well, that's the stuff I hate. But you actually are an educated person when it comes to what's good in music. Yeah. And the fact that did you it see still the boils thing? down to it's just my taste. There's people yeah, that but there's I don't some like. taste that's right. There it like oh dude, Mozart uh, isn't garbage. If you think Mozart is garbage, you're literally wrong. The Beatles are good. Right. The Sistine Chapel is well painted. The David is impressive. Right. If you don't like it, you're fucking off base. No, I'm not saying like you're. I mean, but there are some people that can go like. I mean, they're not going to say like it's garbage, but they're going to go like it doesn't do it for me, or like the Beatles don't do it for me as much as the Rolling Stones. So it's like it's not about both being great though. They're both great. It's not about being right or wrong though. It's about like preference. So if like you're like the Beatles don't do it for me as much as Insane Clown Posse. Right. You're literally mathematically factually wrong depends on your age <laughs> I'm, I'm dead okay. serious yeah okay when i was you're a right. teenager marilyn manson did it for me way more than the beatles you're right now it's the opposite totally but your age age that's because an, a person who's very young is less educated and experienced someone's opinion a, a six-year-old's opinion of music is less valid Sure. It's literally not as valid. So when you're like, well, that changed with my age. I don't give a shit what a six-year-old says. It doesn't matter. Their I mean, opinion six is, an extreme, is an extreme example. Fourteen. But then why, why do teenagers dictate where music and fashion... Because m- money. Yeah, but why are they... If they're so stupid... Adults have more money. 
No, no, no. It's not that they're stupid. They just they have access to two pools of money. They have access to what little money they have and their parents' money. Right. That's why most of why like when you see pop a resurgence in pop music, it's because the record labels look at how many teenagers are going to be population wise. Like there's about to be a fucking glut of twelve year olds in three years. Right. We're going to need a lot of teen entertainment. Right. And that and it's not like they're like, well, let's go find some great teen songwriters. Or like, what's that guy? He won like they didn't show it. But the Grammy for Best produ- Producer of the Year isn't shown on the telecast. It's like the other Grammys. Oh, Shmammies. the um, fuck, what's his name? He produced. He produced sh- Katy Perry and Taylor Swift's album. Not and, only like, that, he's Backstreet done. Boys he and, was responsible insane, for like yeah. it was some insanely high percentage. He's responsible for most of the last fifteen or sixteen yeah. years of of popular music. Yeah, huge, huge, huge. He's his just, name is his, Max something. Yeah, I think he's Swedish. Yeah, he's Swedish. Yeah. It's so, him and someone else. They work together. I'm blanking on his fucking that name. That stuff's just product, and that music doesn't stick around or stand the test of time. It's literally just product. No right. one, I mean, it's not, you don't talk about that music five years out. It's not like, it's, it. Becomes, well, I mean, some of it stands, some of it does stand the test of time. Because, like, you look back at, like, when people make this, like, argument that, like, pop music now, there's so much garbage. But, I mean, there was, there's, there was pop music in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. And it was just, people looked at it yeah, the same way. Yeah, if you listen way. to, like, the Supremes, the Supremes is pop right. music. You know, the, it's not like the lyrics are, 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 like, super deep. It's just, like, baby love, my baby love, I miss you so much. Right, yeah. And you look and they were, at... Yeah, they were churning that shit out of Motown. Yeah. And they it did was... it in Nashville, and they did it, you know... It's always kind of been there. Yeah. And, like, the the big bopper and all those kinds of guys they were like they were popular musicians who wrote catchy stuff the monkeys the beach boys like there were so many people doing that a lot of it we don't remember because we're only picking the ones that stood the test yeah. of time but same thing now you know there's gonna there's a lot of garbage but there's a lot of stuff that you will look back and go god that was really well produced music for its era and it's still like catchy and it still has its thing but like aside from taste it's like and and talent to whatever degree you're going to define it like i mean i'm sure it's different with like drawing where there's a lot of like natural talent but i mean i'm sure with like a kid picking up drumsticks it's like oh wow that kid knows how to pick up a beat right away and there's some kid that doesn't but it's impossible to tell who will end up being better because some kid might not know it right away but if you give him enough of a chance if there's enough like art in schools there's enough like music programs in the community or literally in the school, that kid could find it. He could figure it out. And then the kid that's super talented could be like, I don't care about this anymore. And the other kid could end up being the one who's great. Yeah, you can make the argument that you're like missing out on... The next Mozart. The next... That that some like arguable like prodigies are being like passed over or like not having access to things to realize their greatest stuff. I kind of think the thing that offsets that a little bit is the internet. And as a country, we do have pretty... The internet's readily available to a lot, lots and lots and lots of people. I don't think we have the best. We're not, I don't think we're the best. As far as citizens having access to internet, I don't believe we're the best. Yeah. But we are We also up have there. Like really slow internet compared our to other... Really, our internet's really fucking slow. When I first heard that, I'm like... Wait, what? We're supposed yeah. we should have the fastest. Yeah, our internet's fucking slow. Although I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't use it in other. I, I didn't use it anywhere else. I didn't notice it being super fast in Scandinavia. I, I, whenever I took up my phone and connected to a Wi-Fi, it barely worked. 
but that may be yeah. because I had an American carrier. Maybe, yeah. I it might also be for like download speeds and like all the other stuff that you wouldn't yeah. really be using when you're visiting for like a, but a to, couple But to a certain degree, I think information is, a much, is much more available now. Right. All kinds of information. Whereas you used to only be able to get it from school. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you can get information anywhere all the time. But if you're just sitting, like, think back to when you were like 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't know to, like, get into art or music or, like, design or all these different things. You wouldn't, like, no one, especially if you were, like, say you were in a single-parent household, they were never home, they didn't care about any of that stuff. But if you were, like, in school and they were, like, it was kind of presented to you as an option where it's, like, right. hey, did you know that you can learn this instrument or you can learn how to sing or you can, like draw things and like express yourself this way yeah like if that stuff's not around you don't know to sit in front of a computer and like google creative expressions and like have a list of shit come up but i think if you can sit in front of a computer yeah you are on the internet and a kid and you're like i like the way that looks i click on it you click on another thing you click on another thing and then you know next thing you know you're on instagram and then you click on someone's instagram because you liked a picture and then you look at their profile and it says this graphic designer or it says art director or it says musician mm-hmm. and then you're like well what is that i didn't know what an illustrator was till i was 15 right i there is no way in hell that it's still that difficult to find that shit out just because if a kid has a phone yeah now a lot of kids don't have fucking phones yeah <laughs> but way more of them have access to the internet than than did at one point i mean i know from when i dated that teacher uh-huh. She taught in Santa Barbara at a school that was a lower income school for the most part. Every almost in her class, I want to think she taught like third grade. Yeah, every kid got an iPad. They couldn't right. take it home, but they used an iPad in class. So they had, and this was you know a, literally a lower income. The yeah. kids were basically lower incomes. A lot of Latino kids, and she was she's like, yeah, they you know two families in a in an apartment type of situation. Right, right. So there is a sense, and I don't know that there is something to information being more available that makes succeeding more possible. Because it, it does make you aware of what you could do in, in a way that I don't think you were able to even when we were younger. I mean, information is always there. When it's I a think little... about how I found out to be an artist, mm-hmm. it didn't happen in school on any level. Right. My friend Travis Chatham could draw. <coughs> I noticed he could draw. That's why we became friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's cool. He said, I go to an art class outside of school. I was like, interesting. He goes, you want to come try it? I said, yes. I went with him. I liked it. I asked my parents for $60 a month yeah. to go to it. They said yes because they were guilty because they got divorced. Right. The two teachers at that school. Stop were- right there, though. Okay. Stop right there. Stop at the $60 a month. Absolutely. Now, a poor kid yep. might have had that same thing happen. True. Oh, my, I'm taking an art class where I found this thing. It's $60 a month. He goes and asks, I, this happened to me when I was a kid. Right. I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. Or the saxophone, whatever instrument that came up that seemed cool. I asked my parents for money to take a class or to get an instrument. They're like, we don't have the money for Correct. that. Then... That just went away. Yes. I was in a specific situation to where my parents could afford the $60 a month. Yeah. 
that which pri- is awesome. Yeah, that private art class did have scholarships too. Yeah, well, that's the greatest thing. Yeah, imaginable for a kid who's like, you took an interest in it, the money was there, and then it worked out. Your talent was nurtured, and you were able to like it was able to yeah. like blossom and flourish. But what I'm saying is now, if a kid has an ac- has access to, if there's an iPad at home, which mm-hmm. an iPad's three hundred dollars, um, is it? Maybe the lowest end one. Okay, so the cheapest one's three hundred dollars, and we're making. And I'm hoping four, that the kid yeah. has access to the internet at home. <laughs> right. The parents have a cable service that has internet. They mm-hmm. may not, but yeah. if they do, I think it's much easier for kids to find out about things to do like that. Which is why, the by the way, we've seen the money go down for all those jobs insanely. Because right. everyone thinks they can be a photographer, a designer, a video director. Oh, the yeah. technology's cheap. So it's made lots of people doing... Lots of people are all doing those things now. Mm-hmm. And it's made the money go down for it probably right. tenfold. Because you can get a million people to do it. And they're willing to do it for nothing. Because mm-hmm. they just want to do it and, you know, whatever. I mean, the information is there. And it's like... It is more accessible because you can, like, get on the internet on your phone or whatever. I mean, before that, it was like it, it's not like information wasn't there. It's like you just had to go to a library, or yeah. but just people wouldn't fucking do it. Also, it was like, libraries current. are lame. It, it, information wasn't terribly current if you're getting it from a library. I mean, you could like pick up a newspaper and, and yeah, there's that too. Yeah, but it was harder. You go to a book. I used to go to bookstores and read books in the store. Yeah, because I couldn't. I didn't have the money to buy them. I just remember being in art school. The teachers were like, "Don't be. Don't let yourself be influenced by what's in the." illustration annuals because that's a year old yeah whereas now you're looking at stuff you know yeah, day of <laughs> literally you see like a thing guys like uh just did this for this and mm. you're you're it's much more current yeah so i mean okay the information is more available mm-hmm. but that doesn't like it doesn't really change that much as far as like a kid seeing it and wanting to do it but then not having the means or not being able to like learn to do it on whatever level, whether he like, you can learn to do anything a YouTube tutorial if you have the internet. I mean, look what you're doing right now, though. I'm just saying you're you're telling people to just like take alternate routes, and that's what I'm saying. There are a million alternate routes now to what we used to depend on. Right. It's it falls into being more self determinist here. Our sure. our system has failed to a certain degree, but at the same time, you've seen a rise in the ability to find out basically the same information in another way. You have to have you have to take a little bit more initiative and find it yourself. Yeah. But it's way easier to find than it used to be. So that's the it, that boils di- it boils down to like the two arguments where it's like do it for yourself, right? And let the rich be rich because they got that way. Yeah, they did all the hard work. And then there's the redistrib- redistribution of, of wealth, wealth people yeah. that are like, look. We're not all starting on even ground. Yeah. And like, it's easy for you to say that, you know, so whoever you are, like, we'll figure it out. It's like you grew up in like, say, an upper middle class neighborhood and you had like an arts program and you learned to play, you learned to draw, you learned a foreign language, you learned stuff. And then it was like easier for you to get into college and then you got into a good college and got a good job and now everything's great for you. And then you're looking at people who have way less and just saying, figure it out on youtube yeah, no, no. Or i don't want to i don't want to sound like one of those people that's like ever, pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah because that i can't that's total bullshit i mean i don't i'm not even saying that there's there's a, a a degree of like you should be doing that. i'm not saying things should be given to people but like there should be 
resources available. Like yeah. things like education when it, in the arts and whatever other kind, just education as a whole, should be available. That shouldn't be something you should have to like, oh boy, I wish I had that. I'll just watch some YouTube videos and figure it out. Yeah. The people that don't and because that's the way the system is now and do do that and get something out of it, it's like, wow, that's amazing. You know, like when my parents moved here, no one gave them anything. No one taught them anything. They had to just figure it out. Right. And it they did and they were able to like survive and, you know, have two kids and raise them and all that. But like, and that's super impressive. And like, I was raised that way. I was raised that like, no one's going to give you anything. You got to do it. Right. So I, I'm from that and I believe that. But like, when I look at other countries and they have like programs like that, where it's like, they just give people things like education and, and healthcare. It's like, that should be here too. You're right. Totally. But like a lot of people will go like a lot of people say no. They'll go like no, you have to like you have to earn all that stuff. Yeah, but if you think about it, like I'm not paying for some stranger's education. There is a version of trying to give people healthcare now that exists the the inc- we have the early stages of mm-hmm. everyone having access to healthcare. Yeah. From a president that was voted in by a majority. Right. So while you're right in that it should have it should be faster <laughs> it should have already happened 20 years ago 20 years ago right as a country we did sort of choose to do that as a thing yeah now yeah yeah now it's early I mean, we're, we're also trying as we speak trying to dismantle the yeah, entire it thing it's so totally like is. we're never because we're centrist. It's always yeah. like half of us are like, yeah, well, and the, the other people, half are like, we got to undo that. The people trying to dismantle it aren't centrist. They're they're doing, well, they're, the they're doing a different thing. And it's going to go to the Supreme Court what, mm-hmm. next month. It's soon. Yeah. It's soon. So it'll it's, it'll be interesting. I read I read about it, what, the case that's being made. They, mm-hmm. Or the people they're using in the case. You have to have people. You have to have a case has to be on the behalf of someone, so it's right. on behalf of these like three people, right? Who have so little to do with what what actually is, but they're and one of them was like they went to one of them, they you know because they found out who they were and they were like, you realize if if you win your case, eight million people will lose their health coverage, and the person was like, well, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea even. Well, they're just like. It, it's it's it, what what it boils down to is like it's like a fuck it's complicated I don't even know that I can explain it, it has something to do with states states mandating a thing uh-huh. and it's basically a technicality they found a technicality in 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 the way that Obamacare is implemented to where you can challenge it is it's a, it's basically breaking a law a states rights law I be- you can't force yeah okay or the way they it's not even that you can't force you can force people to do lots of things yeah. everyone's forced to have auto insurance if you drive right. But it's it's the way in which they did it. It's basically a process. So they problem. found some loophole. It's not. Yeah, they found a, the way they did it wrong. Right. So it'll really. It's really going to come down to. That's crazy. Yeah. It's gonna. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like it. It's going to come down to which Supreme Court justices have gotten have the most in, deep interest in pharmaceutical and insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna. I mean, it really is going to come down to that. And I don't know. But yeah, we vo- I mean as a country we did we were able to vote in a dude who was like I want to give everyone health care and then we were like all right we anyone Yeah. 
I mean, who knows what'll happen? Like that's that's the problem with like not the problem. That's like the the way of American politics is like you can have someone that like comes in and does all these sweeping reforms and blah 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 blah. Is like a Democrat, let's say, for eight years. But if we have Republicans for the next eight years, it's like so much of that gets undone. Yeah, it is the by the byproduct of. That's why change is so slow. The byproduct of uh, our democracy is it. It's not that the change is slow. It's it changes back again, and it can change back just as quickly as it happened. Well, I mean, it changes back, but it's still like you, you take one, two steps back, and yeah. then one forward, and the, you know, yeah, or it's two always, forward, one back. Sorry. Although now it's not even so much that they take it back; it's just nothing gets even done in the first place. Yeah. So they don't even. It's not even like, well, we got in, we're going to do all this shit. We're like, no, we're going to figure out a way for you can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, that's like I don't everything's know. everything's sort of stuck. To me, that falls under like another like illusion of freedom, where you're like, we're voting in all these changes, and yeah. you're like, you're kind of not voting in anything. No, because the, the problem is you don't you don't get to we don't get to vote on bills. We vote for the people who yeah who then get to go vote for the bills. Yeah, we we tell these guys we are electing you as a representative for us because we're not all going to Washington. You're going to do it for us, and yeah. then they get to Washington, and like before they get to their office, they've walked through like you know like 80 handshakes from lobbyists with all this money no can't it lobbying money in politics is is all of it it's all of it it's everything everything you're talking about every problem you have is money in politics it's all yeah yeah. i mean i know that's like that's the frustrating part of people all campaign finance reform it's that you can it's that and it's the supreme court made it worse yeah you know when they declared they declared money is speech yeah and it's made it it's all money in politics but it's you know those people that are like you know america's self-determinist and it's all about the individual getting successful like you you're continuously told to define yourself by your success do you think a lot of that do you think the problem is in america we don't consider success like upper middle class in order to like it's like no, you can work hard. You can make it. Everyone, everyone has to be rich to be to consider themselves successful. Yeah, it's all, I mean, that's it's like, like I'm saying, like someone who like has their own restaurant and just but and they're able to do that their entire life. And they weren't rich, but they were able to be their own boss their entire life. A lot of people don't look at that as like, dude, that guy fucking made it. Yeah. Whereas, to me, I'm like, yeah, he did. Yeah. It's like it's like how I noticed like actors when you first start out they all want to be a star and then after a while you notice they start bragging about like dude i've been a working actor for 15 you know it's it's more just about being able to do it as a job yeah because that's hard too yeah Yeah, and you're like you know what i want yeah i'd love to be famous but just to be able to keep doing this is pretty great like they basically opened a small business and were able to keep it running. Yeah, yeah that a lot of our problem a lot of i think a lot of is is our part we we the way we perceive success is wrong. We're too consumerist. Yeah. And if you're not a bajillionaire, you didn't make it. You yet. didn't make it. Yeah. Whereas, That's why the lottery's so huge. Yeah. Whereas, like in other countries where lots of things are taken care of, they don't become bajillionaires. They just because it's not even in their thought process to yeah. like I haven't. I'm not happy. But they yet. consider themselves happy and successful by just being having things. You know, things are taken care of. And that's like to me, there is a sense of freedom in that that we don't have and that we're burdened by but i think if 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 as a country we saw just being able to do what you do something you like as a job and be be able to take care of yourself 
as success as opposed to it just being this mammoth, shiny, diamond-covered success. We would we would almost perceive ourselves as more of a successful gr- country as a group. But what, do you, what, what do you mean? If we... It, the, the problem is when we look at like, oh, everyone's fucked and the rich people are fucking us, it's more because we as Americans don't think of normal, normal, just normal income as success. And we're, we're, we can't ever. We, are, we're, we can never be like conditioned to, to think that way because then it would all fall apart. Then we wouldn't want to be this like capitalist... I wondered, but do you? Because I, because I notice, because if you're if you're happy with just enough, then it's like, why would you work all the extra hours? Why would you want to earn more money to buy more products? But that's it, what you're. I think that's what it's like in the countries where you're saying like people don't live to work; they work to ju- have enough, and then the rest of the time they like enjoy life. Yeah. So I mean, it's not impossible that it could that could, it could be there could be more of that here. It's just not the way it is now. And I, yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's intentionally set up to never be that way. Well, I think it is very smart for rich people to make people aspire to that inc- that crazy wealth. Yeah, because then they go into debt. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're if from the moment you're a free adult, you you just start piling on yeah. debt. But there are, I think, there are intellectual movements that fly in the face of that now. And right. you see people, I mean, you notice people like having their own little businesses on the side. They have like a job and then they have an Etsy shop or right. the, the tiny house movement. There is like, and while it's small and most of it's fucking some privileged white people who have time to come up with this stuff, yeah. there are the beginnings of that, I think, pursuit being different than it was. Than it yeah, because our, I mean, our country in, in some ways is moving you know, further away from that, like, because it's not impossible. People like because it's not possible. You're because what you're saying is it's less possible to be successful now, and you're right because it's less possible. People don't. I mean, to, to achieve that kind yeah. of old world success, where it's yeah. like I have to have a private jet and a Ferrari. Well, and even all the the, the old American dream, which is a house, two cars, and two uh-huh. kids. Yeah, that's not necessarily possible in a lot of places. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's. I mean, there's less of a middle class so than I, ever. Yeah, there's, so I think people have. I mean, you saw when the when the market crashed in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. birth rates went down. Oh yeah, because people were like, "This is we can't, can't afford to have a we fucking, can't afford yeah. to have a kid." So, what I think the notion of that kind of success being possible is changing. So right. people aren't necessarily aspiring to the same kind of success they once were, whereas they're almost expi- aspiring towards the middle. And consume, you know, consumerism is pretty ridiculed now. I mean, you look at the way people make fun of the Kardashians, and just you've seen, you've even seen it like the way re- reality TV has changed. Uh-huh. We don't want to watch shit about rich kids in the same way. It's not like as yeah. popular. It's kind of just like it's kind of gross. I mean, the Kardashians are a, a pretty good example of how because there's like two different types of Americans is the people that view him as like you're a gross fame monster yeah who only cares about money and material possessions but then there's a lot of people out there that look at her and her sisters and all that as like that's success they yeah, where they're just it. like you get they're to be rich. fabulous all the time and who yeah. cares how you do it there's people I mean there's teenagers out there and young adults that want to be her they think that she made it Oh yeah, that's a smart, driven businesswoman. Yeah, where in reality, you know, she's not. But 
there's people you can't convince them otherwise. I mean, can you make okay? Can you really make the argument that she's not driven? I mean, she's driven to like she was driven to become famous, obviously. Yeah, and, but, but like, she at some point has realized that fame has equaled a fucking mountain of cash. Right. That her the way for her to to perpetuate her own success is by just remaining exceptionally famous all the time. So right. it seems like. I bet you Kim Kardashian is exhausted almost all the time from constantly do having doing something to make herself continually famous. Yeah, some soul crushing. Yeah, endeavor. she's. I bet yeah. you she's up at seven, six or seven every day to do some fucking thing. Yeah, to put on tons in, of makeup in, in to the take pursuit it. of her own fame. Whereas fame has become her factory job. Right, and then there's people that you know grow up looking at. I mean, she's just one example of so many of people yeah. that are like that is success there there was like a poll that this is probably a couple of years ago now but that asked you know young people age whatever 14 to fucking 20 what is it that you want to be most when you grow up and their answer was famous yeah not even a specific kind of like i want to be a movie star or rock star being famous was the most important thing to them because It came with like, oh, you get all this money and all this yeah, stuff, and well, that's the definition of success. In a, we- in a weird way, because or not in a weird way, because success by virtue of like getting a good education and getting a jo- good job has become less available. I think people just want to be famous because you're like, well, if I become famous, then I can get all the other stuff I want. Well, no, it's not less available. It's just that it's no, not. I mean, as- I mean, it is. It's not. You're what you're saying is, edu- it's much harder for people to who are born into a bad situation to get out of it. Right. Or I don't know if it's much harder. It's hard to it's hard I mean, to but, imagine a time in the country where it was easier for really really poor ethnic people to do better. I mean, I think there yeah, I mean there are like more I mean you were saying earlier like well you can figure there's more ways, there's more avenues. That's what to I'm saying. It, it may out. it may actually be easier now even though it's still virtually impossible. I mean it's just it's more it's just more expensive. The caught like People leaving college now, the debt that they accrue from college is higher than it's ever been. So people have like insane amounts of debt. Then they're entering a workforce where there's not enough jobs and they're not paying. There is, but so like lots of products and (coughs) products are cheaper though. That is a part of a lot of things too. Clothes are cheaper, food is cheaper. The food is shittier, and the clothes are garbage. But things that you need to buy are cheaper. Yeah. So. And I mean, I don't know that you need to go to college anymore. You do and you don't. I mean, lots of people. I if you can get in the workforce and are man, See, that's like a huge problem though. That like people are like, well, let's just skip college altogether. It's like you need well because fr- primary education is so garbage. You almost need college to just catch up to be at an adult level intelligence. Yeah, I mean that's like a huge. That's I a didn't huge... learn shit in high school. I didn't learn shit in junior high. Yeah, I mean, the Grant, tail- I was lazy and unmotivated and didn't try. Yeah. The tail end of high school was like there were so many standardized tests that like I don't remember a goddamn thing. They were, I mean, because they were there to 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 just show that the school was doing well enough. So like, yeah, they would spend so much time like prepping you for the standardized test yeah. just so you could pass it and the school would look good, and then you could go back to like barely teaching yeah, the kids they don't anything. Get their funding fucked with. Yeah. yeah, so your school could suck, but if you like condition these kids to like just do well on this standardized test like focus on these two or three subjects for like the next month and then they do well and you're like okay we've tricked now the school board but it's weird because kids are smarter now district. if you've talked to any if you spend any amount of time around young kids they're way fucking smarter 
They just are. Now, maybe I'm around kids that have, are <laughs> go to good schools. Yeah, maybe. But they're just way fucking smarter than we were. Like, it's not... I mean, you have... Yeah, I mean, your access to, like, hanging out with kids is, like, a very specific, small... I mean, my nephews don't go to private school, and they're smart. Yeah. They've gone to public schools in the you know in North Hollywood, not the raddest neighborhood. But... Yeah. It's weird. People... I think young people are smarter than they were when we were young but it's gotten as hard as they are smarter it's gotten harder at the same pace and you have to think like how much but if you go to like japan or wherever like how much smarter those kids are than these kids that were like wow they're smart yeah but japan's economy is a fucking disaster too for a different set of reasons yeah their big problem is people are so afraid of dishonoring things no one is willing to file for bankruptcy <laughs> right right so their businesses just keep fucking hemorrhaging money <laughs> they go they just keeps going and going and going and going going until it's a giant fucking failure yeah and that's just like that's a cultural problem also the level of stress there you know you get all those people asleep on the subway people having heart attacks no one fucks anymore it's a fucking mess right. in japan <laughs> yeah i th- i know i just think our like our sense of of freedom and when people keep saying we're the freest country See, I don't, world. I, I don't hear people say that. And we're not. I don't, who's, well, who's a lot, freer I mean, than us? Would you, I mean, you seem to be a big proponent of that not being true. So who do you think's freer than us? Um, I don't know. I would say like, I mean, Sweden and Norway in some senses. It's, you can't say it 100% across the board. Like this it's country different. is. Yeah, there's, it's like freer in some ways. Cer- yeah, yeah, certain things. I think like, Healthcare and education are things that make you freer. But b- people here go, well, you have to pay for those. And that in and of itself is taking freedom away from me, making me use my money. Right. But it's like you're, if you look at the things you're paying for now in taxes, it's like a lot of your fucking money isn't going anywhere. I remember the note. And people and I, justify money going to the military because that keeps you free. But I don't necessarily know how this applies, but when I was in Sweden, the guy told me, he's like, because everyone has a job in healthcare and went to college, when you like turn, you sign up to, to get an apartment when you're 18 mm-hmm. because everyone's going to get one. So it's actually it's incredibly hard to get one because everyone's going to get one. Yeah. So you don't really even get to pick. You don't get to necessarily pick the apartment you get. You get like one becomes available, you're on the list. And like, mm-hmm. all right, there's three. You get one of these three. And it's not like you're like, I want to live in this neighborhood on this street. Yeah. It's not really like that. There is a kind of, there is a like lack of choice as a byproduct of increased services, I think. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm not defending the way these countries do it where they get, they take they might take too much choice away from you or like what their actual percentage of taxes is and really where all that money goes does all of that actually go to education because we have the same problems here with our taxes where we have to pay for certain things but a lot of the money doesn't get there oh yeah i pay for we go, I, my, you know my property taxes go to public go to schools i don't have kids right yeah so i'm like why the fuck but I'm not even saying like because you don't it's you're not paying for something you actually have, but like right. you're paying for education and a lot of the money never gets to education, period. It just oh, gets yeah, lost no. in the bureaucracy. Yeah, it's a mess. So that that kind of thing could happen over there. Again, I've never lived in these Scandinavian countries and I'm not saying their education's very good. Yeah. I'm not saying we should totally be light a lot like them, but they have they have certain things that they do better than us. We have certain things that we do better than them, but we should be 
looking at other countries more. How are they doing this? Why is it better? And adopting as opposed to going, we're America, we're the best, we have it figured out. Yeah. There's a reason we're on top is because we fucking rule. So fuck you if you don't like it. There's a lot of people that think that way. And it's like, all right, well, keep not letting your kids have access to cool fucking shit. Yeah. But I think there is, we are taking some of those ideas and slow, but just it's slow. Yeah. Because we, we do get to living here. You you do get to be fucking loud and be yourself. It's interesting in, in talking about this. It made me think like, are humans are is it more important for humans to be individual or part of a healthy whole what are we more of like do you think we're inherently born wanting to be individuals and stand out or are we happier when we're part of like a whole when everyone's doing kind of okay i think that's another like fallacy that's presented to you when you're younger here is that like humans are you know these lone wolf individual like yeah. do it yourself thing but like Throughout literally all of recorded history, we've been community-minded yeah, animals. Yeah. We go to each other. That's yeah. why we formed villages and tribes and did things together. And, yeah. and you, you're, you're literally designed to want to breed and like yeah. have families and raise things and take care of and nurture. And, you know. and if you've looked at like the, the birth of or the, the boom of like the internet age, which allows you to be more of an individual, you've also seen an equal boom to the people wanting to categorize themselves oh yeah i mean like you you told me on the, when i went on that meetup thing yeah there's a million fucking people it's like no you can, it's so great because you can like everyone everyone kind yeah. of loves to talk about like being alone so much like oh, i'm alone because i can do my own thing and it's the best mm-hmm. but then you go online and look up like i couldn't even go to a book club i couldn't get into a book club because it was full right right like oh a book club i'd go to that one they were like 60 people on the waiting list. I was like, yeah. my God, that many fucking lonely book nerds. And a party makes me think, it's like, did I, was I just tricked into thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do it myself because you have to do it yourself? Or, is, or were those options not available? Like, you can go yeah. on the internet now and find a group for anything. Yeah. Like, you can be like, I'm really into Magic the Gathering. There's an entire fucking community all over the world that can sit there and talk about that fucking... There was a dude, I think he hosts that show, Dirty Jobs, mm-hmm. and he wrote an article about how following your dreams is a bad idea. Right. And how, or not that it's a bad idea, but how telling everyone to follow their dreams actually keeps them from potentially finding something they may be good at that they wouldn't try. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you love music more than anything. What if you were a shitty musician? You got guitar lessons and you just didn't have it necessarily. Okay. But you whole, your whole life were told to follow your dreams, so you didn't let it go. And then you just became a failed musician. He's like, but, and he was, he interviewed some people and he's like, no one ever says like, you may end up being a really rad garbage man. Like this one guy was like, yeah, I couldn't find a job. I started working at this, like a sanitation place. Next thing I know, I was really good at it. And then I, so I moved up and now I'm the head of like these several things. And I fucking, I have a great life and a great career and I make a ton of money. But the kind of individuality that we that we kind of glorify here uh-huh. keeps people from like wanting to be part of a whole. I mean, I noticed this cause I'm watching the world war two documentary mm-hmm. that Ken Burns made. And there was such a, like we're in it together, build a victory garden. We're all, you know, the, like working at a factory was patriotic. Right. It was like, no, I'm building airplanes. Yeah. But it's that like, there isn't that sense of like, you could end up as a person being really good at being part of like a team. 
right. but we don't glorify that shit. No one's like that guy kicks ass. Like you never the the, the like unknown super valuable team member is not glorified here. It's just the star. It's just the number one guy. Where it's like, no, no, but that group of people did something really amazing together. They kind of do that at like Google, places like that. Yeah. Where it's like we all know the name of the CEO, but it's it's that like hive mentality. Yeah, we're all like members of a team. Yeah, and it's like uh, you know you're all a shareholder. Right, right. In the company. So when the company does well, we all do well together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there's certain environments where you're told, yeah. And it's there's like, definitely more of that now here than there once was. Or, no, but, well, there was, when, I mean, there was when, you know, everyone could get a job at a factory. When we were, like, a manufacturing company, or a country, yeah. and everyone had jobs at factories, there was that, like, I work at Ford. You were, like, a proud Ford employee. Yeah. I mean, in, I mean I'm sure there's, it's still like that and like, you know, Corporate but the problem with that was offices. the companies took total advantage of them, and that's why you had that's why labor unions had to become a big thing. Yeah, because I mean, I mean that that still happens now, and like in offices, like you're you're always told like you're part of a team. Yeah. It's never you know, but still, you're your own person. I think that stuff's glorified within those companies, but you don't see it glorified in like yeah media. It's not I don't know. It's not sex. You can't sell anything because it's. It. I mean, it's easier to tell people to like strive for that wealth and you know when it's like you're doing it on your own because then it it fosters competition yeah you're not you're never competing in teams you know i mean you're never like i gotta get some people together so we can like i wonder if we have the wrong sense of it because we live in a place where everyone's trying to be they're striving for individual fame um we're so surrounded by people that are trying to become like lone wolf successful basically yeah, I mean, there's pl- I mean, there's plenty of people that work together for stuff, but like, yeah, everyone wants their own like, they want their fame to be their own brand. It's like yeah. Kevin Christie, you know, you don't want it to be like a name of a group that you're a part of. But right. there are people that do do that. But I, I mean, I love being part of a team. Sometimes I fucking love it. Yeah, it's fun. No, I just feel like I don't know. I I think it's what I've always wanted to be like in clubs and things. <laughs> right. Like you know, I loved being considered a comedy store comic i was like i yeah i think it's weird because i spend so much time by myself but like i love being part of a group yeah i fucking love it. i like and yeah and i like like have knowing like all the friends that you know i started with like all all of us are like doing things yeah you know and when you hear like your friend did that it's in in my head that's like yeah it's a part of our team yeah you know even though we're not a team but it's like we kind of started in the trenches together and then you know we oh i mean just looking at the snl 40 thing i was like oh man that's cool i didn't see it but yeah that's another example i was just looking at it on twitter at the pictures yeah and it was just like it's cool that you're all part of this thing Mm -hmm. you're all it's a small group of people something like 140 something cast members total that's a small fucking number yeah none of uh, and that doesn't take account the writers there's probably another 100 or 200 writers or maybe more it's like you're all part of this thing that kind of only you guys understand because it's very specific it's fucking cool yeah. And, and and you know we are, we're friends with some of those people like Jeff Richards posted tons of pictures yeah, and there, yeah. you know Pete Davidson and you're just like yeah. that's cool that you guys are like oh, fuck I'm part of this instant comedy institution yeah and you're like it's cool to be a part of like a team but it may you know I think the notion of what is cool in America and what America is changes and will change. Because now you're, especially because you see the ethnic makeup of America is going to change significantly, especially in the next 40 years. Right. White people aren't going to be the majority in, what, 30 years or something? 20 years? Something like that. 2040, 2050. 
You're right. not going to be the majority. And I think the notion of what America is is going to change, what American success is going to change, and what people pursue is going to change. And I think while we are a, a, a fat, dumb, bloodthirsty country, <laughs> right? I think I think we still change pretty. I think we change at a an okay pace. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think if you look at how much the country has changed in the short amount of time it's been a country, yeah, it lets you know that things could potentially change here quicker than other places. It just doesn't feel like it while it's happening. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. We, Do you see other countries changing faster? I mean, as far as like certain rights and things like that, there's like there's countries in Europe that have had gay rights. They've had women leaders. They've had minority leaders. Yeah, they've beaten us to some stuff for sure. Yeah, they've been to a lot of stuff that we're supposed to be doing much quicker than ever. But like, we're just we're too busy. We're too busy caring about ourselves. We're too busy and money. being individuals. Kinda. We're just too busy caring about our own shit and being. I wonder if that's too, being rich and having a fucking giant flat screen television. I wonder and that if kind that of shit. is a part of how fucking large the country is geographically. Just we're real separate. I mean, it's so the 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 way people think in America is so regionalized because you can get so far away from everybody if you want to. If you yeah. don't like liberals, but that's why media is so so huge here yeah i mean that's not the only reason why it's like but it's since we are like an individual based society it's like we have to be and we're supposed to be so free that like media is what kind of tethers everyone together and keeps messages going and you know yeah into your mind but there's also so many different types of media now you can have extremely liberal media you can have extremely conservative media yeah you can't find any middle media ever Fuck. There's literally no one. Like, there's no one. I, w- I don't know who to fucking. Yeah, you just ha- you have to pick and choose from a couple of I different can't, ones. And I, I, it's not even me getting smarter. You could like think like, well, now I read things and I go, well, what's the real agenda? I just know there is one now. I, I don't know that I figured. I didn't solve the equation. Right. You just read it and you're like, okay, but what? I know this guy isn't telling the truth really. Mm-hmm. I just, I, there's literally, I, I don't feel like I can. There's no trusted. <laughs> There's no trusted source of anything. Yeah. Which I guess is in a weird way liberating in that you're like, you kind of have to figure it out yourself. It forces you to be to be a little smarter where you're like, no, I can't believe you because I know you're lying. Right, right. I know you're not telling me everything. I know you have a boss that told you what to say, no matter if I agree with you or not. And there's a certain sense of like defeat that comes with that for a lot of people. And they go like, well, I don't even know where to... And then you just stop kind of paying attention as much and... You just hear things in the background. But at the same time, it made me stop watching TV, which is probably better for me. Where I was like, this is shit. I'm tired of this crap. I mean, it's it's better, but then worse, because then it's like you don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. Well, then, no, but it made me look. Okay, like, uh, instead of watching MSNBC, I would go to the Guardian's website. Right. Or AP. Right. And I was like, okay, well, they have, obviously, they don't have the same agenda as these people. So if I look at three things as opposed to one... And yeah. I measure them against each other, and I kind of find the middle of those three ideas. Yeah. It's like one saying Obama's a Muslim. The other saying Obama's never made a mistake. I'm like, okay, someone's in the middle being like, he fucked up here, but he's also decent in this way. Yeah. So if I measure, if I take out the weird parts. Yeah, like international news will report the things we do as like, here's just what this other country's doing. There's no like angle. 
Yeah. You know, there's no like... This happened in America. This is the greatest country or like, we have to hate they this guy to get him out of They have less invested so they can just say what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they'll report on other... You'll hear other international news reporting yeah. from those organizations versus here where it's like, you'll hear like a little blurb about some conflict going on in Africa or the Middle East and then yeah. it's right back to like what our celebrities are doing. Yeah. And you know... I don't know. Like, if you want to call that free, there's a lot wrong with that. <laughs> there is. Well, it's. I think what you're saying, you're. It seems like you're saying there's a lot wrong with that because no one's organizing it in a way that like makes sense for us. Like, oh, there's no one we can trust. I'm not saying that anyone should be organizing it for us, but it's like the fact that we're so like. You know, it's it's all do it yourself. It's the individual. You can make it happen. It's the fact that it's supposed to be like that means that there is a small number of people who will rise to the top, get all the wealth, get all the power, and in order to keep it, need to control everyone else. Yeah. Otherwise, but at the same time, I feel like less people are listening to those things. Less people are watching. What that most kind of people, media. what a lot of people do is like they get frustrated with what is supposed to be, you know, this is where the news is coming from. Yeah. And instead of really seeking out the actual information, they just get frustrated by the whole process and they stop paying attention. So they go, I don't really pay attention to what's going on in the world anymore because it's like there's way too many steps to like figure it out. And it's like, I got a job, I got a family. Yeah, I got payments, but I think I the a- steps are getting less too. That's why you hear so many weirdos being like with their weird conspiracy theories because they mm-hmm. went on the internet. The problem with going out and looking is sometimes you find some real weird shit. Right. So you hear all these weird whack jobs. But I think... If you are interested in information and getting it from TV, you may get frustrated and give up for a little while. But this is what I know has happened to me. I was like, fuck this. I'm tired of it. I literally stopped paying attention to politics for probably, I'd say, eight months to a year. Yeah. Which is a thing I used to pay tons of attention to. Right. And I was like, I'm tired of it. You know what did? It was all the government shutdowns. I was like, you fucking idiots. Can't even keep it moving. You can't even keep your job existing, you dumb fucks. Yeah. While, While still getting paid. You're so worthless. And I was like, I'm gonna st- I can't look at this anymore. So then I stopped looking at any de- to any degree. And then I slowly was like, I would see a little thing here. And it, it became the difference between reading the headline and then reading the article. Right. And then like reading the article and being like, well, that seemed like it was a little slanted Huffington Post. I will now go look for something else. Yeah. So, Huffington Post, who is owned, owned by AOL Time Warner. Yeah. Who owned... Everything. Who own everything. And also yeah. the Huffington Post is just this weird CNN. potato salad of articles from other places. Yeah. That's the most frustrating news it's site. The, it's, it's not news. The Huffington Post is not news. I'm trying to think of the thing they've posted. Oh, they have posted on Twitter <laughs> at least 10 times in the last four days. To fi- and I, I'll give them a week. I'll give them a week. They have posted this article because I follow them on Twitter yeah. at least 10 times. That Miley Cyrus had a uh, bondage clip of herself removed from a porn festival somewhere in Europe, maybe in Switzerland, yeah. Sweden, or something. They have decided to retweet that article over at least over. ten times. It happened more than a week ago. Yeah, quite literally, very few people were affected by it in any way. But there's such a shitty crap bag. <laughs> That's yeah. what they keep reposting. Yeah, that fucking article. Why? 
Because people want to know how Miley Cyrus did it. No, it's because they can put. How the, did she get famous? If they can, I so they do can that. put the word Miley Cyrus and porn next to each other. That's why they do it. It's just clickbait. Right. Fucking garbage. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are get going through when they're trying to figure out where to get the news on the internet, and they just get frustrated and give up. Yeah. I mean, maybe you didn't, and maybe I did. I did for sure. And then you but, went back or whatever. Yeah, because but. I wanted to. But you can't expect people that don't care to care more. They're not. They weren't going to care anyways, and they weren't. I don't think yeah. they were necessarily and a, paying that. A lot of it is you're you're raised not to really ask questions like that. You're just like, here's the information available, and if you want to find more, you have to do all these steps. And people are like, that's a lot. And then you just sit down and watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because <laughs> it's easier. There's a reason why so many people do it. Yeah, but I think. I think a lot of times we make we a lot, generations like to think they're the best. They have the best. They have the they're the best and also have the worst and everything. You know, we love to complain. So we're making the like we're making it sound like media wasn't just as fucking dumb fifty years ago. I mean, what was on? It was not like what was on TV fifty years ago was groundbreaking. Some fucking no. boring ass TV shows. No, I'm about not talking nothing. about the quality. I mean, it's always. I mean, that kind of entertainment has always been just there. They've always kept the real truth from the population at large in some way. I mean, I'm watching it now. It's like right the way people got what was happening, what was actually happening. In World War II is these like news reels, and they were just the most sanitized thing you've ever seen. Yeah, they've never. I mean, information. The government has always been very careful about what they will let you see and learn and right. know of. And I think we know a lot more shit now than we once did about the people. And, it, you know, we're, equal, we're more frustrated by them, and it seems worse. It may be worse. But we also have way more access to what they're actually doing and to the information. I mean, the fact that there is way more going on with our government, the government's, like, bigger and more oh, involved it's, yeah, than it's ever. it's huge. Which just means there are more secrets. Yeah. There are more things that we're... I mean, the amount of money that is like changing hands and manipulation and backroom dealings are beyond our grasp. But a lot of that stuff is being exposed now, which is, uh, it's not being exposed legally. And who, not saying it's like, but now, I mean, NS, the NSA leaks, the CAA leaks, there, a lot of that stuff is being found out. And because a lot of the. But think about that, like, think about that specific thing that the NSA leaks and. The fact that they're spying on their own government and right. citizens, that was covered for a little while. Mm -hmm. Where is it now? It's gone. Why? I th Well, I think two reasons. A, the government got rid of it. And also, yeah. a lot of people didn't care as much as they thought they were, people were going to. But the outrage, I think a lot of people had this reaction. Well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so I don't give a fuck. I mean, you'll care as much as it's affects your life no as much as it is presented to you as much as it is in front of your face as much as as it stays a news item yeah. you will care there's a reason why we continuously care about all these celebrities that are doing when you look at it on a large scale meaningless things with their life meaningless right. bullshit right but we care because they're always there now if things were like our government spying on us and like should we have gone to war what did this mean and if that was always kind of in the news as important we would go oh fuck this is important i guess i should keep paying maybe attention i to this. see a lot of it but maybe i follow the thing is i follow things that talk about that shit yeah i'm saying for the people that just click on like what's going on on cnn today or msnbc or like opening the front page of cnn or usa today and all that stuff it's mind-boggling why that stuff isn't on there as important information 
See, I don't think it's mind-boggling. It's pretty easy to know why it's on, not on there. I mean, it's, they're keeping it off there in the same way they've kept stuff out of the reach of people right. the entire time. And to just say that is like a nuts... But I think it's... Finding that stuff out didn't happen at all before. Whereas right. ha- at least it happens now. And granted, you're right. It should happen more and should be a huge thing. Right. But at least it's happening now. At least it's gotten like... So it, it has gotten better. Yeah. Not enough, but still better. And, well, I'm not fucking telling people like, hey, only f- focus on the positive. Right. <laughs> it's not all total shit all the time. Yeah, no, no. I mean, not at all. There's like, you know, I'm just like, I'm playing, you know, devil's advocate to like highlight the the good that other. No, that's what I figured would happen. Because I figured anytime you say something's good, it's almost like most and most things in America that are good happen because of how bad something was. Yeah, that's why America was founded to begin with. Yeah, it's like most of our positive advancements were in reaction to a, a shocking tyranny. Right. So what I figured was if we discussed the things I think are good. Yeah. It would, you know, you'd just hear about, like, yeah, that's good, but. And I think the things you're saying that are bad will be the reason they improve. Because the fact that you're aware of them, the fact that I'm aware of them, the fact that anybody's aware of them. Because, like, look, you and I are smart. We're not fucking geniuses. Right. And we don't have tons and tons of access to information that anyone else can't get. Right. Just our, I mean, you know, the thing I've always said about comedians is we always learn just enough about something to maybe make a joke about it. Right. We're not like we're not like hardcore policy wonks that spend all day digging into secret websites. We're not on Reddit, like looking up shit trying to find things. Yeah. The fact that we know speaks to just the fact that like the awareness of what needs to change is pretty out there. Right. And so I, I mean, hopefully it'll lead to things actually changing, or at things be, getting better in a way that'll be. You know, literally better as opposed to just yeah, I mean, symbolically that's like, better. That's ultimately always part of like the discussion where it's like you have to talk about the things that aren't great in order to. Because if you were just like, no, America's the best, man. We're good. We're done. No, then it's in like, a weird way, that's what I think is a is a big part of what I like about that our country is that we're constantly shitting on ourselves. We're constantly that you have tons and tons of outlets that are like America's so fucked up guys are this tyrannical mess that that our right. self-criticism is a byproduct of what what is like i think positive yeah that it is i mean you hate you hate that it has to come out of tragedy yeah it's I like mean, you hate that 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 now that the police brutality awareness is up had to come out of ferguson right and the other the other instances but it's now up it, it's up a little and you you can see that there there may be in certain parts of the country hopefully a, you know now cops are aware that people are watching them more they're watching yeah. their behavior that's more that's another yeah that's another one that'll be interesting to see like how long is that in the news as a thing well I and think, then how long before it just goes from page A1 to A7 to A and then it's not even really covered anymore people get desensitized well the thing that's so different now is media used to just get their media from themselves you had to send out a cameraman to get info well now everyone has a phone with a camera so in a weird way 
the people can affect media in a way that they didn't used to be able to. I mean, you have people on CNN uploading live streams from just some fucking kid or some right. person. And so the only the thing that'll make it, I think, go away and just become too commonplace is if these fucking... If it was just constantly happening all the time, mm-hmm. if there were just so many shootings that they were, co- it was like it's like war coverage. Mm-hmm. They don't cover, you don't see footage from Iraq and Afghanistan anymore. Yeah, there's because, still people being bombed because it literally killed, all looks yeah. the same. It's just a desert and a guy running and some shooting. Yeah, and, and that's another problem with with the way media presents the information, though. Yeah, because they 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 just go, well, we'll just keep showing the same footage over again until you get bored. But the conversation should be changing and evolving to like why is this still happening why are there police stations that have military equipment yeah and why are they you know shooting people without them doing anything wrong with their backs turned to them or blah, blah 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 instead of that really i mean there's some people that do do it they you know write opinion pieces and that kind of thing but yeah. like you know it's still up to these organizations to choose to like discuss this stuff and until it something like ferguson happens it's like why does it always have to be something like that has to happen yeah and then it's national news it's because we are a huge country i think we're a huge country so and every and now because media has gotten so spread out we're a huge country that has so much choice in what we can do and watch that the only things that get recognized are the worst or the best that you don't recognize the like the commonplace good, like, oh, someone built a community center. It's like, oh, that's really great. But it's like, that guy's covered in blood. Right. It's just the way the way human beings react to anything. You look at, you have a tendency to notice the most extreme of things as opposed to the mundane, what feels mundane. It's a product of just, we live in a huge-ass country with lots and lots of people. And so in order to stand out, you have to be a lot in in any direction. It's like what it takes to be famous now. You have to be a lot. To be kind of ridiculous. Right. It's pretty shiny. Or to be what even what it's even considered awful now. Like you have to like have eaten the baby. You have to like be the like to be just being a murderer ain't shit. Yeah, you got to do what You got to fucking you got to murder a bunch of kids and it, eating their heads and you know it's it's just it's just a product of gluttony. <laughs> more. It's a product of byproduct of just moreness almost. Where there's so much in order to stand. You can get so much all the time. So much of everything all the time. That the notion of just what it takes to stand out and get noticed on any level is is kind of grotesque. It's not the best way to sound positive. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I mean, I don't know. That's the way it is. But there are also benefits to that. That if you can get... If you're good at something... Granted, it's gotten harder to become... Well, I don't know. uh, Okay. If you're good at something... You can get noticed now so much quicker and end up yeah. being, making a living at it so much faster. You can become successful fast. You still can become successful faster. You seem to right. only notice it in like the creative arts and media, but like if you, you know, we notice it with like the stuff we're into, like leather workers or something. Like the guy, yeah. a guy you like that makes cool wallets, mm-hmm. can have ten thousand. I mean, I go. Tattoo artists have fifty thousand followers on Instagram. Right. You can't get in to see tattoo artists. You there's tattoo artists you would love to get a tattoo, but it's you know you can get successful faster if you're good at stuff. Yeah, I feel like, but you can't. It's it's harder and it's easier at the same time. Yeah, and to go back to you know what what 
my my main like gripe with freedom or what it is to be <laughs> to be free is like I I would like it if kids you know were had more of an even shot at it you know not just in the sense that you are in America so it's yeah. like everyone's got the same chance but to be able to go to a school yeah that has you know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of schools have internet now, but like that has like a fucking arts program. It's like if you, if you see a kid that wants that's singing and is, has shown interest in it, it's like there's you can try this out. Oh, you like drawing? Yeah, try that out. Yeah, you want to play a guitar? We have that here. Like yeah. there's you can nurture that, and whether or not like whoever that person you said that was saying like not everyone should follow their dreams or whatever because you could end up being an awesome you know, garbage man or something. It sounds like propaganda to me. But like, like, no, be a great middle-class cog in the machine or whatever. But like, I think like it, it does help you as a human being to at least have tried that stuff, to like pursue a dream to whatever degree or at least like learn an instrument. Like your, your mind works in different ways when you're yeah, totally. being creative. Yeah. And there is no excuse for schools being as shitty as they are in a country as wealthy as we are. Yeah, the the I, but the amount of money we put into the military, like if you just took a percent of that or two percent or whatever out of the military and into schools or whatever else, wherever else, and like reallocated funds to like educate people. Yeah, I mean, well, I know I watched this documentary about um, Park Avenue and how there's this one there's this one building that has like the highest concentration of billionaires in it. In the country, and you know, New York has, I think, the highest concentration of billionaires of anywhere in the country. It might you may be getting close in San Francisco and stuff, but like right. the fact that there are any shitty schools in New York at all <laughs> right. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like you're talking about that's where Wall Street is. Right. The wealth the the wealth industry is in New York. Yeah. It's a not a big area. The entirety of the city is how big is the whole city? I. How many square remember. miles? It's not that fucking like big. Like eight? Or, no, yeah. Eight. Is so it you're telling me the wealthiest people in the in the country, every school there should be pretty fantastic. Granted, there's a lot of people that live there. Oh, yeah. But the idea that there's people that rich and, and, and you can have like the nicest place to live in the entire, you know, these buildings that cost a $60 million apartment is less than three miles from a terrible, terrible school Yeah, is asinine. I know. I know. There's, I mean, yeah, the class thing is 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 huge. But it's not as like transparent, you know, as yeah. probably other countries. And no, stuff, like well, the India problem is wherever else, rich but. people realized that the best way to protect their wealth wasn't just to get richer; it was to get people elected. So that's what they've done. They, it's lobbying is what's keeping rich people as rich, and it, it, it's what's, yeah. They lobby to keep you know taxes low. It's and what made it's what's making the income gap so the insane. Yeah, is that and that's I don't know how you go about changing that. Yeah, it's I mean I don't know. You, it's very hard. You have to elect a large number of people. It's something we probably just wouldn't you wouldn't see in your lifetime unless it was some sort of like revolution, but. And they've done a really good job of making people so busy doing other shit to not revolt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's the real. If you if you busy people with a bunch of superfluous crap. Yeah, like you you know work a lot to buy all the stuff. Yeah, they're and then the they're next thing you know, thirty revolting. years have gone by. Yeah, 
and you're just super thrilled at age 53 to finally get that speedboat that you were like. You tell you know, them the best thing is to have a family, which ha- telling people to have kids is a great way to have them get oh, in debt. Yeah. They, they all, totally. You need so much shit. Family's important. You're like, if, I, revo- if I revolt, I, where will I buy diapers? If we burn down yeah. the supermarket, where will I buy baby formula? Right. Yeah. So the best thing to do is to tell them that family's the most important shit. Yeah. Have a family. And then you got them. As soon as, you, as, soon as it, they have kids, you got them. If you teach them ar- the arts and stuff, they'll start thinking too freely and be like, That's maybe I don't want a family. I there's that like- saying it says, uh, beware of artists because they can travel amongst the largest disparate group of people yeah something like that yeah. but yeah it, it the once you have once people have kids the government's got them by the fucking nuts oh, yeah because you have you all of a sudden you care about your schools you care about everything yeah, you care you about all this more shit taxes you care about yeah. a lot of things you have to depend on the system for yeah yeah i don't know well i love america nick hates it <laughs> It's a great country. Not surprisingly, it Nick c- hates America. I love it so hard. It could be uh could be freer. Kevin is uh a brainwashed <laughs> corporate cog. Fuck yeah. In a machine built on greed. Fuck yeah. And I'm a free thinking uh progressive individual who's a citizen of the world. <laughs> and thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, um that's fine. that was like a, a fun, healthy discussion on that. I don't I remember any of it, but yes. Yeah, I forgot what we said. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Happy President's Day. Yeah, happy America. Who's your favorite president? Uh, I don't know. I was actually thinking about that this everyone morning. Everyone says Lincoln. Yeah, everyone says Lincoln, but I don't know. A lot of people know. say Clinton. I say no, because he uh, deregulated Wall Street a lot. Yeah. Not a fan. He also bombed some countries yep. for kind of no reason. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't like, yeah. You know, he's pretty good, but this I mean, there's been 44, 43 presidents. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what 30 fucking 7 of them did, so I can't even pick a favorite president. Lincoln's pretty great. Yeah, Lincoln gets like a good reputation. Franklin. I'm going to pick like uh Taft, Tyler, <laughs> like Buchanan, someone no one even like knows about. Eisenhower, Eisenhower, pretty good. Eisenhower was cool. Yeah, Tr- I like, I Truman like, was all right. I still like President Obama. FDR, everyone loves FDR. Everyone loves FDR. I mean, he was the only guy to do like fucking everyone twelve loves terms. FDR. No, he did twelve years, which is a lot. I mean, yeah, just that alone, it's like, dude, you were able to serve. He was like, you guys years. need me, and the country was like, word, yeah. And he was in a wheelchair and getting blowjobs from chicks that weren't his wife. That guy was a fucking pimp president. <laughs> he should have gotten a fourth year. Yeah. Boy, he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, we hope this. We hope you enjoyed whatever this was. There's no way it was informative. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't like present probably facts that no one <laughs> has ever heard. But it's like two sides of a uh, a pro America discussion. I don't think you're anti. You're just like, hey, come on. No, no, not at all, dude. Look, I just never hear. I never hear a pro-America discussion coming from two people like us. Right. Yeah. I'm. Look, if anyone's fucking pro-America, it's like you know, all where, the pro-America people seem to sound the same. All the anti-America people sound the same. Like I know where I could have ended up. Like where I could have like grown. I could have like grown up in Lebanon, having like no options or no resources or no nothing it could have just been like a miserable poor existence like i'm every day yeah i'm happy to fucking 
be here and have the freedoms that you know i have your granted po- your podcast will be called occasionally hezbollah right uh occasionally starving <laughs> um yeah i mean like the fact that my parents were able to move here yeah and you know make it on their own and that kind of thing is like is awesome like there's a place to do there's so many countries where you can't and all this stuff and i know that and i grew up going to american public schools and i've been through the thing like i live in one of the biggest cities in america and i see all the great and all the cool i'm able to be a fucking comedian and express myself freely and all that stuff but like there's still things where you're like it could be better there could be the these other things that could help kids you know, have access to things I didn't have going to American public schools that would have been awesome. Yeah. That would make you a smarter, more well-rounded individual who's like open to different cultures. That's another thing that I had, that I was surrounded by kids who didn't understand what I was. Right. And were ignorant to it and had no desire to learn anything about it. Right. Which is like, that's a problem too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, education is like a weird... It's a mess. It's the silver bullet to making a country better. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who went to like a couple of years at community college and never transferred to a university. And even I still think yeah. education is that important. Yeah. It's in a big country. It just costs so much money to improve it. Yeah. So much goddamn money. I don't know. Well, we hope you got this far in this episode. <laughs> and if you did, thank you. You know. I'll see you um, next time.